Wow, it's the Great Debates. Haven't heard that music. <laughs> what is that sound? Oh, I'm waking geez. up from a long slumber. Oh, yeah, yeah wiping the friggin' ears. Yeah, sleepy dust out of my eyes. Is that stuff called sleep? What did you guys call that stuff? That's what Sal Sleepies? calls it. Sleepies, sleepers, sleepers. sleepers. Sleep. Sleepy dust is the new thing. Sleepy dust is good. Sleepy like dust. Mm. Sleepy dust. We, I think we should just call it sleep. Ooh, I've got sleep mm. in my eyes. But how odd is that? That that's a word for a crusty there, little. All right. Let's and see. that there isn't an agreed like. Right. Anti, know, anti sleepy dust is cocaine. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's true. Cool. No, that's know. just a fact. Should we get right into yeah, it? Yeah. Really? <laughs> God. I've talking about got sleep. I'm sorry. Some hot I, topics oh, this week. Oh, it's sexy, spicy August. Yeah. Muy caliente. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, here's something uh, submitted by listener at Ken Tremendous. Oh, okay. Okay. Friend of the pod. And uh, I'm going to have Steve Healy take the pro, four minutes on the clock. Mm -hmm. And the topic is Donald Trump has had sex in the last six months. Uh, Yeah, dog. This guy is getting it done. He is energized. Mm. He's full of energy. He's going to rallies. You go to a big rally in New Hampshire. There's thousands of people. You're riling them up one second after another. You walk out of there. You can't just like come down from that. You need something. He's got Melania purely for the just sort of performative in his mind. This is what you alpha dude kind of does aspect. I think that Donald Trump immediately has sex with her with somebody else we know he's a sexual guy talks about sex a lot he's got a lot of kids yes uh, you may not like it but that is a fact that's what the, the president of the united states is doing after these crazy rallies after he gets himself riled up after he has a win after he has a loss He's having sex. I mean, he's got a lot of kids is such a sixth grade way of <laughs> thinking that he must have a lot of sex. He often doesn't have Melania with him. I think we should start there. They usually travel separately and she, she usually you know, isn't with him. I think an important question we have to ask ourselves, and I mean this quite seriously, mm. can Donald Trump have sex? He's yeah. 70, how old is he? 72. He's full of fast food. He's uh, obese. He's in terrible shape. He doesn't work out. Okay. He He's also surrounded like a, by pliant doctors who will do his bidding and get him anything he wants. And there's definitely medicine that can solve these problems. Um, well, they I guess it up. also sort of depends what our definition of sex is at a certain point. Like, can he finish the Does act, he make so love? No. Does he well, have sex? I mean, yes. he's never made love in his life. I also think that there's a good chance that he, I just mean that, like, he's he doesn't know what it is to love someone and to, like, actually be tender in a way. No, but, but in I attempting to approximate that, he uh, has performs a sexual act as part of his continued work towards enacting what a basic human being does. Yeah, I think so. I. Okay, I'm not exactly sure what you mean, but I think that the way that he talks about beauty and sex actually, it sort of to me reminds me of the way that like a kid who hasn't had sex yet talks about beautiful women. I sort of don't buy the act that he has a ton of sex. I, 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 I want to say that I agree with you. I think yeah. there's a lot to that. However, I think just for the sake of he's being monitored a lot, he's keeping up appearances. He's obviously a guy who sort of, 
enacts a human behavior rather than follows. And I think just for that reason, he just has sex just because he thinks he's supposed to. But it's the kind of or, thing you do behind closed doors. He, there's no reason for him to have sex. Yeah, but in the White House, there's people monitoring. Just so the Secret Service guys, he can look him in the eye and be like, yeah, how about that? I, I just had sex in there. I, that's absolutely absurd to me. To me, if anything, the fact that he's being heavily monitored would in to me imply that he would be like very careful about having affairs we already know that he's been alleged to have a number of affairs before he got to the white house and they have like the well, why would he stop when he's the most powerful the terms guy in the that he country, used you know? almost sank his candidacy let's not forget about that there was a moment when donald trump was like almost given up as the Republican candidate after the Access Hollywood tape dropped. So his marital infidelity is an issue to the Republican establishment and to a large number of voters. I think he has does to be very like careful. Does he a guy who's about careful having, and cautious? No, he, he doesn't care about that. He does the opposite of what he's supposed to do. I think he has to be... If I a rational person would be like, you know be. what, I should be really careful about sex because I almost sunk my kid. No, this guy does the opposite. To have twice as much sex, bring twice as many porn stars over here. I think that That's he's actually like a works. very scared man and that he postures that he can do whatever he wants. But his is his presidency is actually the hallmarks of his presidency so far is like inaction or saying that he's going to do something and then backing off of it. He ain't had sex in the last six months. To me, it felt like you guys were both on the same side. What? Well, I, at the, I found myself listening to Dave and saying, well, yeah, I'm convinced that this guy's had sex. Oh, no. Sorry, buddy. Also, like, the last six Healy... months covers Valentine's Day, right? Ooh. <laughs> no, we just passed uh, it. We just missed it. We just, we just missed, missed it. it. But St. Patrick's Day, sexiest day of the year. Okay, cool. Ugh. Do you think St. Patrick's Day is a sexy <clears throat> holiday? Kind of. A little bit. Why? Because yeah. it's so boozy. Well, I think there's a Sloppy. not for for most people. St. Patrick's Day is nothing, but for a crowd, there's mm. St. Patrick's Day is going to a bar and all bets are off, mm. and there are people who show up to like, yeah, mm -hmm. this is a good chance for me to shine. I put on a green skirt. Some of these to drunks shine. are gonna think it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing my green tie today. I'm really gonna pull it off. I think of it as like a day drunk. Gross. Definitely. Like, yeah. There's like ice on the ground, and I'm going to like slip at 11 a.m. because I've had a, two hot toddies already. Or Nothing whatever. you're saying is not sexy. What? <laughs> also, if you like attention from the sort of friendly, affectionate attention from strangers, St. Patrick's Day is a great day to get there. Is yeah. this host chat? We're in host oh, chat. We're in host chat. It sneaks um, up on you. Wow. you th I guess I could see what you're saying. What is the, what's the sexiest holiday for you, Healy? Halloween? Um, I think Christmas has a certain sexiness. New Year's what? Eve, God, I love but that. Halloween's Christmas number one. Christmas is yeah. sexy. If you think if you think Christmas is sexy, sexy, you should instantly have to see like a therapist and talk about your upbringing. I think that's weird as hell to me. It's like the most wholesome family holiday. To There's me. that, but the, uh, sex isn't like evil. You know, it mm. can be part of the wholesome. If wholesome families don't exist without Where sex, do we get all those kids? Yeah. Okay, so we've been gone for a long time. You don't want to long talk about sexy time. holidays? I, I would talk about it all day, but I just feel like the listeners are like, okay, where are these guys been? They're suddenly they talking about care. how sexy Christmas <laughs> they is. They don't care. So we've been missing. We've been AWOL. Uh-huh. Yeah. Life, what's been going on? Life is what's been going yeah. on. Yeah. We had two weddings. God, we've been yeah. enjoying it. That's and crazy. an engagement. And an engagement, uh -huh. that's true. Now, I worried a little bit. I was like, 
sort of like John Lennon in the early days of the Beatles, they lied uh, about whether he was married or not. Yeah. Should me and Medina have to do that because Ooh. as the audience lured to great debates by the kind of right. sexy vibe mm-hmm. of us, these young cool you want guys. that Tiger Beat energy. Exactly. Yeah, Tiger Beat. I think it's worth it. I think it's actually kind of a family podcast and the mm-hmm. listeners will appreciate that Dan and I are married and you're engaged and they like that's they that's want a, to grow with us you know I grow. think so I think so it is look we'll always be hunks heartthrobs beefcakes <laughs> to the listeners sure yeah and I think it's you know what in some ways it's good that we're a podcast and not a tv show or a visual medium because it would almost be unfair mm-hmm. if you know what I mean? It would take away from the debate and the mm-hmm. argument. That would be lost mm-hmm. in the kind of, you know, our clothes and the cool way we look. The know? problem with this Joe Keeley is that Medina is, I think, a gorgeous man. Yeah, you, you've been crushing on Medina <laughs> yeah, for a long I time. Know. Well, I we think all he like looks Medina. great. <laughs> it's not just that he, whatever, I, I should stop. But it's no, go for it. Who doesn't love a love poem to their mm. fellow male podcaster? How much homoeroticism or sort of mm-hmm. let me actually take the eroticism out, but sort of homosocial love, <laughs> it seems like drives a lot of podcasts. Doughboys, Chapo. These are podcasts about uh, difficult to express love uh-huh. of men for other men. Uh-huh. Oh, and women for women, too. Yeah, like, totally. I think Red the, uh, some of the best podcasts, yes, are based on a cornerstone of pre-existing friendship and sort of like inside jokes or whatever language background. Yeah, of course. That's great. Cool. What? Should we do a debate or keep going on care. this theme? I was still interested in sexy holidays. I also don't think... We do you think Fourth read- of July is sexy? Yes, Ooh. summer nights. Uh-huh. I get instant of sort of mystery in the air uh-huh. and electricity. Yeah, now Absolutely. August, uh, no fireflies. Big holidays in August, right? August, it does not have a big holiday. Now. Is, do you think a person's or, or, birthday or, or, or is that a holiday. sexy day? Mm-hmm. Because my birth, you know, August has no holidays, but my birthday's in August, and I kind of feel like that's cool. Do you Gives want the memorial to get you something? No, not at all. When is your birthday? August 23rd. Oh, really? Oh, my gosh. Should I not say that? No, no, that's great. Look up my horoscope or something. Yeah, they're going to send you a cool email, probably. All right, guys. Uh, Labor Day is sort of in long August, (laughs) in in a way. Absolutely. I mean, we're leaving for Labor Day in August. Right. You know? When does long August start again? Well, it starts after on July. 1st. Oh, it does. Okay, <laughs> I thought it but might start. But it just start... goes till September second. Right? Actually. Is Labor Day a August holiday? Kind or, of. Yeah, it's not a September holiday. Certainly, the first day of Labor Day is in August. Dave, do you think back to school? It's not a holiday exactly, but is that a sexy time of year? Mm. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. There, Thank because you, you get to see the people that you haven't mm-hmm. seen in a while. You're and trying there's, out uh-huh. your new outfits. Yes, uh-huh. exactly. What's she going to wear on sure. the first day? Yeah. You've been pumping iron all Where summer. Where you've been all summer. Nice. People have been to camp. Uh-huh. Yeah. Similar. You got a tan. Yes, you got it. Oh, yeah. What's that like? Plus, there's still there might be some still lingering. Like maybe you're still pen palling with somebody from summer camp, or like what's sexier than pen? The girl from the ice cream shop. You remember her, and you're still in touch. Turning the listeners on too much. All this talk about pen pals and ice cream. You know, it's funny. I kind of think of us as like a family friendly podcast that people can listen to. But this episode has gotten real sexy real fast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) yeah. So sexy. Let's do a main, maybe. I'm okay. ready. Okay. Healy, you're going to take the pro in this. Right. Sorry, bud. No, you're, this is going to be great for you. Oh, is this bad? Uh, I think it's really good. Okay. Uh, 
If Jeffrey Epstein was your friend, you should attend his funeral. Okay. I'm Steve Healy. I'm taking the pro sensitive topic. Mm -hmm. Solemn. Bill Clinton, Alan Dershowitz, Steven Pinker. They were all friends with this guy when he had an airplane and he was flying around. And now he's disgraced and he died in prison under suspicious circumstances. They're going to probably they'll cremate him, I guess, and toss his ashes somewhere. But will any of his so-called friends show up to his funeral? I think if you're a guy's friend, you're his friend, and you go to his funeral. Like, even if he was kind of a bad guy, kind of. you've got to show oh up to it. Did you have good times together? Did you have any earnest friendship? Was there anything to this man? Going to a guy's funeral doesn't endorse all his actions or his life. It is an act of saying goodbye to someone who meant something to you and someone who meant something to the world. And if Jeffrey Epstein was your friend, that's in the topic, if you called him a friend and considered him a friend, then yeah, you should go to his funeral. Don't let this guy get uh, buried alone. That's sad. I'm gonna. I, I'm just gonna try to like debate this seriously, please, because that's what we I do can't here. find yeah. much humor here. I think that you should not go to his funeral out of respect for well, the victims. But remember, the, the topic is if he was your friend. I understand. If you're a friend of Jeffrey Epstein chances are you are in a certain position of power and you're probably a person who garners headlines and even if you're not a person of power if you consider this a categorical imperative and all of his friends attended his funeral it would be a spectacle of some kind i don't think he's actually gonna have a funeral but i think we understand like the spirit of this argument which is like if let's say he had a service of any kind, like in a cemetery, right? Mm -hmm. Like, should you attend it? And so I ask the listener and Healy and especially moderator Medina to imagine a scenario where you're a friend, let's say you're like a mid-level friend of Epstein, both in terms of like how close you were to him and in terms of how powerful and rich you are. And you choose to go to his funeral and you like, and so do the other people. What this does is, like, as you said, it doesn't endorse every action that he ever took, but of course it tacitly <laughs> endorses him as a man. It does endorse, it does minimize the pain that the victims are going through. It does, like, render a final verdict that this man is worth support by the sort of, like, powers that be. And that's dangerous and, I think, misguided for the literally like probably hundreds of young women whose lives were ruined by this man. Okay. I hear what you're saying yeah. and there's a lot to it, but yeah. you've chosen a very specific case of a mid-level friend. Who's also a wealthy and powerful oh, person. Even, okay. Well, but, and I, any case, I was just trying to like paint a picture, but well, let's even imagine if it's a you, friend, Steve Healy or his most powerful or closest friend, if it's Alan Dershowitz, if it's Bill Clinton, if it's you, if it's me, whoever you are, no, you shouldn't go to this. We, Funeral? He, we hear about this guy's crimes, and they're horrifying. However, this guy did have some friends, presumably, right? 
we're imagining for the purpose of this debate. He had friends. He certainly had people who took advantage of his wealth or whatever in a way where he probably considered them friends. And okay, so such a person, don't they owe it to him since they enjoy the benefits of his friendship in life to pay him some kind of respect or send off in death, or do they just abandon him? Now that he's dead and it's embar- and they've learned supposedly learned something that's embarrassing about this guy. No, they don't owe him anything. He's a monster. The friends of like the worst people in the history of Earth don't owe the monsters anything. And I'm not going to like cite the examples of other monsters because you always d- dislike <laughs> it when I do. But like, but the truth is that most of these people don't owe Epstein anything. They owe. Bl- like the victims and the American government something, which is that they should turn themselves in as sex criminals. Well, there's no reason that couldn't that, that those two things couldn't go together. Saying goodbye to Jeffrey Epstein, your friend, and then going to the authorities and being like, look, this is everything I knew about this guy. You know, XYZ. Presumably, if you're his friend and you knew about his terrible things, you're a bad person. So if you say goodbye to him in any sort of like civil and respectful way, then you're showing a respect for a person who doesn't deserve it. Well, what about going to his funeral and spitting on his grave and being like, you were disgusting, I can't believe you. I honestly yeah, but don't I'm, think you you're should doing do that it either. For the sake of closure for yourself. For the sake of I was this guy's friend, yourself, and now I've learned what a want to hideous go. monster he okay. was. He's dead. I need to excise the spirit from my life. I will go to the funeral, and you know, maybe I'll privately curse I'll, him. Or okay, I'll take this prayer argument for the on soul face, of the and I would say that if you are torn about whether, if you think that both arguments hold, that both that a friend of his should be a good friend and attend the funeral out of respect, but also a friend should go and spit on his casket or whatever because this guy is such a demon. That to me, that suggests that this is the type of person whose funeral you should not attend because <laughs> they're so radioactive and horrible that they don't deserve either kind of treatment. And also that again, like if you look at this from the victims' case, from perspective of victims or families of the victims, or like just continue to sort of spiral out from people who are affected by every horrible action that this man took throughout his life. You would not want to see anyone at this man's funeral, even if they were spitting on his casket. What about a man who is, imagine a childhood friend of Jeffrey Epstein, had a lot of good times with this guy, kept in touch with him, but didn't know anything about his hideous crimes until they come out in the news. Now the guy is dead, but you've had a 40-year relationship with him. He was one of your good childhood friends always seemed a little weird and creepy but you guys were friends Uh should you not pay any respect to that kind of person i would suggest for that person and it's a very interesting case and i like actually thinking about this (laughs) like i'm immediately going wow there's got to be people like that yeah what's going through their minds my advice to that person and my sort of like moral suggestion to that person uh-huh. would be stay as far away from their funeral as you can. What do you think you're going to their funeral? You're going to have to answer questions for the rest of your life about why you attended Jeffrey Epstein's funeral. If you feel some need to like find closure or even pay your respects in some way, there are other ways to do it outside of the very specific location of the man's funeral. Maybe you can get in touch with his family. I don't know how much 
family he leaves behind. Maybe you can write him a letter, even though he's dead. Okay, but God. Why so do you this think in like a Peter, way? you should betray your friend publicly and then privately mourn about it? But you should. You owe him nothing. Like Peter? Yeah, you know Peter denied Jesus right after Jesus so was crucified. You're com- People were like, "Hey, didn't weren't you hanging out with that guy Jesus?" And Peter was like, Jesus. "Oh no, I don't know that guy. Uh, forget. Uh, no, I never met him." And everybody and he denied him three times famously. There's, you know, there's a story from the Bible. Never heard of it. Wasn't in the book. Oh, it's I a good read. story. Um, Pe- Jesus gets executed. Peter's hanging around uh, Jerusalem, and he's some people are like, "Hey, you were with that guy Jesus, weren't you?" And he's like, "Oh no, no, no I didn't know the guy." And he does it three times. Jesus had foreseen that this would happen and warned uh-huh. Peter. He's like, "Before the cock crows tomorrow, okay. you're going to deny me three times." And I think we hear that story and we think it sucks because Peter like got a lot out of his relationship to Jesus and to deny him in death when he's in shame and disgrace is kind of pathetic and bad friendship rather than being like, look, guy was a terrible guy. I don't know what to say, but he was my friend at one time. He was my friend and now he's dead and he, he's being seen off and I'm going to, I'll be there to see that for whatever that means. I'm going to be there. And in this, uh, metaphor, Jeffrey Epstein is Jesus. I'm not saying they're equivalent. I'm saying that there's something about betraying your friend when he's in shame and disgrace that is uncouth. My closing statement would be there are some things that are more powerful. I can't say the word powerful. Any mm. words with R's and L's in them, man. Is that why? Or is what is the is there a deeper yeah. therapeutic, like the word powerful is scary I to you? I or? think it's just pure dental and oral mechanics play. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Some things are more powerful than friendship, and one of them is if you are a sex slave trader. I think there's a lot to be said for the (laughs) not giving any kind of acknowledgement of this guy, but the topic presupposes that you are his friend. Sure. And if you abandon a guy in death because, you know, it's not cool for you to show up at his funeral, it looks kind of bad... There's something a little uncouth about that. And it's not solid broship. Mm. This is tough, man. <laughs> this sucks. It sucks. It definitely <laughs> sucks. We all it's agree spicy. it sucks. It is, is spicy. Is it even that spicy or is it just sad? I don't know. It's mm. unpleasant. You know, I, I just don't think you're supposed to go. Okay. That's not the question, Medina. Based on what I've heard today. Okay. Okay. Thank you. And, but, boy, Healy, you got you got me so close to wanting to go. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't know if that's good. I feel like Dershowitz, like getting yeah. so close to that defending the guy was to be Dershowitz. No. You had to put on Dershowitz's shoes. You did great. Ooh, you did yeah. it exactly right. All right. Thanks. Well, you know because. I think it's if it, if it was just one of us that was going to go to the funeral and that was our choice, then I think we should go. If there was just one friend out there, right? <laughs> they right. should go. But because there's strength in numbers, it, it's a bad show of force. I feel like there's some story mm. about Lee Harvey Oswald's funeral that like there wasn't anybody to carry the casket or something. Right. Basically, some guys at the funeral at the graveyard were like. Right. They just kind of stepped up and did it. And there's something about that that is weirdly right. dignified or right. something. Right. They were yeah. professionals, not his friends. But right. Like, they were like, every man deserves exactly. to be put in the ground. They, uh, yes. they buried yes. Bin Laden, you know, respectfully yes. in, in the ocean. They did. Allegedly. Allegedly. 
Interesting. What do, you, what do you think? I was thinking about this if you're a Catholic or a religious person. Should you pray for the soul of this man? Absolutely. Wow. I don't know how this stuff works. Oh, yeah, because the soul is... The, the devil is the problem here, not the man. Yeah. And so we're praying for salvation, you know? But maybe you should be praying for the victims and just leave him out of it. Well, no, both. Because you're less, don't judge, right? Lest you be judged. Eh. Thou shalt not judge. <laughs> yeah, as a general rule. In this case, I think a little bit of judgment wouldn't kill you. I don't know, man. I, I think it's, right. the, well, the, it's like Michael Jackson said about starting with the man in the mirror, you know? Sure. Like, that's the trouble you get into. Yeah. And so, in this case, it's generous to pray. A lot right, of people went to MJ's funeral. Yeah. Well-attended funerals on exactly. television. And a lot of people look to Michael Jackson for moral guidance. Mm. Yeah. Still. Mm. Uh, is he actually... What will happen to Jeffrey Epstein's body? Will there actually be... Like, I'm just curious. Is he going to have a funeral of any kind? Yeah, they give his remains to someone and they get I'm guessing they'll give... He's got a brother or something. I'm guessing they'll quietly put his ashes in the East River or something like that, right? I don't know. Speculation. Weird. River. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. This little gem island or whatever that place was called. Oh, God. Wow. Well, this has been a great debate. Do we need a, like, poppy fun one? A yeah, I'm cool fun with that. Sort of, yeah. You want to keep going? I'm just saying, like, a yeah, little dessert. No. One minute like fun. To a palate palate cleanser? Yeah, palate cleanser. A sorbet. I like that. A sorbet. A sorbet. <clears throat> a sorbet. Do we have anything that's just, like, goofy and fun? Well, <clears throat> should we talk about cats? Should we oh, talk yeah. about weddings? Great. Perfect. Sure. Cats? Okay, yeah. All right. Um, Healy taking the pro. Okay. Doing just, the Lord's work. Just a little sorbet palate cleanser. The movie Cats will be worth watching. This is from uh, Rhombus. I'm Steve Healy. I'm taking the pro. Of course it'll be worth watching. These are some of the greatest songs ever written. One of the mo- If you just went to the movie theater with your eyes closed... You'd have an amazing time listening to these incredible songs, memories, whatever, like Broadway masters at their poppy, corny best. And then opening your eyes and seeing the amount of money on the screen, the weird choices that they made. How do they make humans portray cats? That's just going to be interesting. Even if it's a little unnerving, a little uncanny, of course it's going to be worth watching. This is, was one of the theatrical spectaculars of world history. How could you not miss an attempt to bring that to the big screen? We all saw it already. We saw the trailer. We get it. We saw the blunder. We saw the silliness. Cats is famously not a very interesting play. The thing that people like about it is the spectacle, the costumes, the absurdity of the play to begin with. We saw how bad the faces are. You could watch that as many times as you want. The movie's not going to add anything. We saw all the characters already. We saw the, what was it called? The fur, tech, digital fur technology or whatever Corden said. Like, what? what is really going to be left there to see? What's your favorite song from Cats? Memories. Okay, is that going to be that much better in this movie? Yeah, go than to it just is go, go to, to the movie just to just like, hear that. And yeah, Corey, go to YouTube and listen to like the best versions of it okay, of all time. You've got some of the best Broadway style theatrical entertainers alive doing one of the greatest. Jason Derulo, yeah, Corden, you know, doing one of the greatest how, musicals how, of hey, all time. Healy, serious question. Yeah, James Corden is on TV every night. He's not doing Healy, Cats every Healy, night. How many episodes of late? 
Late Show with James Corden have you ever watched? I've seen parts of several episodes. Okay. That's a lie. Or what you mean by that is you've seen like three clips online. So this guy who's like one of the greatest entertainers of all time in your eyes. On the eyes, big screen as a cat? Every night you've He's not available watched. as a cat. He's not Mr. Mistopheles or whatever he is. He's James Corden. Actually, I see like that. that's kind the of transfer- what... what do you go to the Let's movie just store? stop for a second. Yeah. Almost every night, James Corden sings something on the show. Like, it's a variety show. Those are his most... Like, carpool karaoke and the, like, recreating musicals in 12 minutes. That's what he does on the show. Watch it. Like, he sings. You can watch that. You never have. Because it's not that great. It's boring. Like, he he's not that good, nor is, like, a guy singing that good. Talk shows aren't... Okay, let's get off of Gordon. Whatever. The same Who as else is in it new movie musical? Taylor Swift is in it. We all know yeah, that she's not that a great like actress. A blast. She's like there are things she does better, and there's people who would be better in that role than she is. Like what? What song are you looking forward to Taylor Swift singing in Cats? Okay, it's you had a absurd. reaction of seeing the trailer and being like, "I've seen it. I'm over." But couldn't I think you could have a reaction of, "Okay, look, James Corden, Taylor Swift, Cats, movies. Here's a ticket." Let's check that out. Of course, anyone in the world would be like, yeah, sure. Sounds like a cool afternoon. We'll discuss it. We'll watch it. We'll take it in. It'll be a blast. I guess I... The yeah. movie Cats will be worth seeing. Closing argument. I, I'm done. I don't have anything else to say about it. Healy's never watched Corden. <laughs> That's my closing <laughs> statement. <clears throat> I'm going to watch it now. Now? Now? Yeah. After oh, Healy's wow. argument? Yeah. Ah, I'm, I've never seen the me neither. That's what I've never not. seen it. Yeah. Of course not. I want to just see what the deal is with cats. Just, you know? hey, yeah. read the Wikipedia page. You'll no, find out the you, deal. Reading the I remember because I remember reading the liner notes of the Les Mis cassette, mm-hmm. like uh-huh. that we had when I was a kid, and like trying to figure out what the f- hell is this, and then going to see it. You can't get that out of a musical. You can't get from the Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. You have to see it. Mm-hmm. I mean. They're worse now, though, the musicals, than they used to be. Well, that's why we're getting a cool 1986 throwback, Cats. Also, maybe you should, like, if you really wanted to understand the story of Les Mis, you could have read the book by Victor Hugo, which is considered a classic, as opposed to the liner notes I'm of the cassette. I'm friggin' 12, I'm gonna read an 800 page French book? Are you crazy? <laughs> Pourquoi pas, Healy? I'll tell you a story about the book of Les Mis, though. My dad Here we go. read mm-hmm. the unabridged Les Mis. In English, twice wow. he's into that book. That's that rules, Judge Healy rules. Victor Hugo was like he was like the you know like the great showrunner of his yeah. day. People were loving these mm. things. Mm. Are they going to do all the same? Is it like uh, word for word, note for note? Another I reason to know. see Cats it. Let's find or is out. these new tunes? I another, might buy a score and check. Another reason I... to ask a friend who saw it. <laughs> right after it comes out. <laughs> well, we're back. That was fun. I, I missed doing the pod, guys. Felt good. Good times. Well, we'll see you out there at some point again. I'm not sure if we're going to come back regularly or we're just going to drop this one and hide again. But um, we like you. We love you. We miss you. And we'll see you soon on The Great Debates. The Great Debates is produced by Mark Caricello. The theme song was composed by Christopher Knight. The debaters are Steve Healy and Dave King, and the podcast is moderated by Dan Medina. <laughs>